Ela is the last Tvila of Yom Kippur. Looking at the whole process of the din, beginning which began at Rosh Hashanah, Ela is the last chance. Chazal tell us that the word Ela means when the gates are closing. And when the gates will close in just over an hour's time, the Kippur comes to an end. And in the opportunity that we've had to daven, to beg Hashem for a year of life, of bracha, ends as well. Figuratively, the ten days from Rosh Hashanah until Yom Kippur are the ten days when Hakadosh Baruch Hu is closer to us. Like the pasuk tells us, "Call Hashem when He's close." And the time of closeness is this: "Aserisimay tshuva," as if Kibiyachal Hakadosh Baruch Hu comes down from the Shemayim and is here with us. And this is symbolized. When on the first day of Rosh Hashanah, before Tkiyah Shofar, we repeat seven times the Mizmar, Lamatech, Libnei Korach, Mizmar. And the Mizmar is describing how the world reacts to receiving HaKadosh Baruch Hu's majesty, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Malchus. Nations will clap hands. Kola Amim Tiku Kof. Ariel Elikim they all clap their hands, they all shout to Hashem. Why? Hashem And we say it seven times as if to escort, so to speak. The Shechina as it makes its way down from the seventh heaven down to earth. And then we blow the shofar and the gates of Shemayim are open. And we've been privileged to have had that opportunity for the last 10 days. And at the end of Ne'ilah, we're going to say seven times, Hashem Hu Alekim. And that, the Mephoshim explain, is how we escort the Shekhinah as it makes its way back from here on earth to the seventh level of Shemaim. And therefore, repeat seven times, Hashem Hu Alekim. And then once again we blow the shofar, and this time the gates are closed. So that's Ne'ilah. Ne'ilah is a tefillah we can say before the gates close. But if we look at Ne'ilah, we see that there's a second aspect to Ne'ilah. It's not just the last chance. There's a difference. Whereas until now every tefillah we've been asking Koshveinu. Panila changes and it becomes Khosmainu. What's the difference between something which is written and something which is sealed? Something which is written can be changed. And if we can ask again and again throughout the service, because even if something different was written beforehand, 
What's written can be erased and can be rewritten. But something which is sealed is no longer changeable. And therefore, when it comes to the error, what's now inscribed is something which is going to remain. It's going to become sealed. And like the Gemara says before, the Xardin is sealed, so it's relatively easier to change it. Once the Xardin is sealed, it requires much more effort and much greater schosim for it to be repealed. That's one part of the chosim. The seal which Hashem affixes to the Sifrei Chaim and the Sifrei Mesa. But we find the second chosim also. The Apostle King Shashirim says, and Hashem is addressed in Klai Yisrael, and Hashem says to Klai Yisrael, Put me like a seal on your heart. What does that mean? How are you meant to seal Hashem on our heart? And the Yisrael is the same principle. A seal is something which remains, it doesn't change. And therefore, right now perhaps, we're standing in your kippah. Everyone has a shem on their heart. But make that a seal. Make it something permanent which also won't change. That it's not just in your kippah we think of a shem. It's through the winter and through the spring and through the summer next year. It becomes a chosim, it becomes a seal, it becomes something unchangeable too. And as much as we able to make a chasimah for ourselves, to seal HaKadosh Baruch on our hearts, then we can ask HaKadosh Baruch to be chasim us as well. There's a gun, and the gun says, "Shneit losos bara kadosh baruchu." There are two doors that Hakadosh Baruch Hu created. There's one door, v'leva shemayim, in the hearts of the heavens. The door through which Hashem opens to let bracha come down to this world. Yiftach Hashem l'chos haitzare yatayves hashemayim. Hashem will open to you the doors of his storehouse of goodness in Shemayim. That's one door. And Sezagon is the second door also. There's a door in the heart of a person. And the same axle that the one door swings on the other one does as well as much as we open the door of our hearts HaKadosh Baruch opens the door of Shemayim 
We knocked at your doors in the plural. Which two doors do we knock at? The one door which is in the midst of the heavens and the one which is in the heart of a person. Now we don't want us to open those doors. We want to seal them in a way that they'll remain open. That's the chaysam. We ask HaKadosh Baruch HaChasmeinu because what's sealed remains, doesn't change. And Hashem asks us to HaChasmeinu. Simeni kechaysam alibecha. I want to conclude with the story which has been on my mind a lot this Yom a number of years ago, together with our Kaira, we were, I went to Poland. And one of the places we went to was Auschwitz. And while we were there, we heard from a survivor. Somebody who had been in Auschwitz during the war. Somebody who had been mobilized into a commander. The Jews were forced to work. And his particular group, their job was to help people get off the train when they arrived in Auschwitz. And as we know, Jews who were coming from all over Europe crowded into these cattle cars in inhumane conditions, sometimes for days at a time, arrived and actually had no idea where they came to. They're completely disorientated. And they pulled off the trains and separated. And one group was sent to work, another group was sent to death. And the Nazis in Machshamam used to separate families. Parents on the one side, children on the other. Husbands on the one side, wives on the other. And the Jews who were coming had no idea what was happening to them. They were completely confused. They had been together in the ghettos, they had been together throughout the war, and suddenly they were torn apart from each other. They had no idea where they were going to. They had no idea if they would see each other again. Indeed, for many of them, they never did see each other again. And this survivor was one of those unfortunate Jews who was a witness to this scene again and again. Our trainloads of Jews arrived, were rendered, families were rendered apart and he saw scene after scene of, so to speak, the final goodbyes. They didn't know it was going to be final, they didn't know where they were going to, but they knew they were being separated. What he said over was, what last words Did each did they say to each other? And they've been there in different directions. What is the final message they shouted across from one line to the other?
a sobering thought to think about. of a person in that circumstance, what he would say. And the survivor told us, he said the, the last words he heard most often were the words, Glaib Ayid, remain a Jew. The Jews had been through so much. They had no idea what fate lay ahead of them. But the parting wish, the last will, so to speak, a family to each other, parents to their children, remain with you. Because at the very end, that is the deepest wish of every Jew. Baruch Hashem, that's not the situation we're in. But if we think about it for a moment, at the end of Ne'ilah, when our Kodesh Baruch returns with the Shekhinah Bahtashimayim, And it's our last chance to have that closeness until next year. What are our final words of goodbye? After the Shlechus, after the Shemona Esra of Nira, even after the Avinu Malkeinu, the final words of Nira, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elekeinu, Hashem Echot. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, our last commitment, the Basim Kippur, is we remaining Jews. Hashem Aleikeinu Hashem Echot. And then we can say Hashem Aleikim and Nishchina retreats back to Shemaim. That's the Chosmeinu. If we can keep that feeling in our hearts the whole year long. That's what we've sealed on ourselves for now. Then we can daven. Avinu Malkeinu, Asmeinu Rechaim Toidu. Hashem should also inscribe and seal us. Rechaim Toidu, Racha, Shalom of Anasa Toidu.